that's why I'm here. That's why you wanted me. I am. Yes. Yes. That's actually why I hit record now, so I could capture that oh, little no. audio. <laughs> I have no. the recording now. <laughs> this is my intro? This is how you want to introduce me? Yeah. Hello? Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I never okay. said that I was a good semi, just that I was a semi. Uh <laughs> I feel bullied. I'm being bullied. It's my first day on the job. And you're like, <laughs> and <I'm laughs> Hi guys, uh, welcome to the Yowie Shelf. Uh, grab a seat and relax. I almost never got to intro us uh, on the previous iterations of the show, so that was very exciting for me. Uh, my name is Aichi Yume, also known as Amanda. You'll see my human name there. I know how cameras work. And um, for those of you who have been listening to the show for a while, um, this is different. I don't want to talk about what happened that made things different. I want to focus on the positive. Needless to say, Asia is no longer with us. If you want to rehash that, um, go ask her. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to dwell on the past. But as soon as uh, my former co-host left, I know that I wanted to keep the show going. And there were only two people that came to mind when I needed to fill my former co-host shoes. And Corolla is that person. Um, if you were at CasaCon, you've heard us talk a lot about the state of uh, being a modern Fujin and some of the past of it. And uh, Corolla Darling, would you like to tell uh, the, the audience a little bit about yourself and how we met? The, the, aus the uh, auspicious circumstances <laughs> that led us to our pairing. <laughs> yeah, it was like a, it was kind of like a blind date, I think, I want to say. It was, yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah, we were both approached by Kazakon, um, yes. and then we were just like smashed together. It was like, here's an email, and it's like, hey, what if you two did a panel together? And we're like, yes, uh, okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I think we were both very suspicious at first, though. Yeah, it was. You know, I don't know. I I didn't know what was going on. You know, I knew I was gonna do something for Kazakon, but I didn't know what. And then. You were presented to me and we were like yes. okay you know what let's do this and yes. and yeah and it was a blast <laughs> it was a blast um yeah curl is marvelous i'm going to try not to gush about her for 20 exact minutes no, so no, i'm going to let no. her talk about herself a little bit why, why don't you tell the audience about yourself what do you want to know like <laughs> how much time oh you have no <laughs> it's on the show now we have all I'm, the time okay no um hi i'm carola uh, I'm in Norway, so yeah. from now on, if the time schedule changes to, you know, kind of uncomfortable times for some of you, that's all me, because I'm in a really screwed up time zone, okay? <laughs> um, yes. uh, I don't, like, I don't even know what to say, like, I, I, I think, oh my god, I should have rehearsed this, you know, like, look at me making an impression. <laughs> no, tell, um, tell us about your history in the BL space. I live and breathe BL, okay? I've yes. been into BL since my teens. My I want to say mid-teens. I mm -hmm. uh, can't really pinpoint the moment where it happened, but it became a huge part of my life. Uh, you know, I've been reading and, and writing BL uh, for the majority of my life now. I'm mm -hmm. a published BL novelist. My fourth yes. book just came out this month. Yes, this month. We're still in September. Yes, um, we are. And yeah, and essentially, I think I've reached this kind of like, it's kind of like peak level 
Pujin because my entire life now just revolves around BL. It's like, yeah. you know, I read it and I write it and I collect it. And I work as a convention organizer here in Norway, mm-hmm. which arguably isn't, it isn't a BL uh, convention, but you know, whenever Might there's well gay, be. I'm on the scene. <laughs> and I do... <laughs> I do like panels um, and events and and mm. and lectures on BL and pop culture in general uh, for mm. events there in Norway. And then mm-hmm. now I'm on the Yahweh shelf, so I'm just like another BL achievement belt. <laughs> That's wonderful. Um, for those of you who don't know me, uh, actually we share a very very similar background in that, where I am also a panelist, cosplayer, writer, um, published if you count fan fiction, but not like fancy published like Corolla's. Uh, I'm an indie. I, it's not fancy. <laughs> it, it's fancy enough, except the compliment. Um, I've been doing this also since my teens. I probably couldn't pinpoint the exact moment, but gravitation was involved. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna do, I, yeah, yeah. We're gonna talk too much about gravitation. <laughs> this is the gravitation shelf now. I so. <laughs> I came here specifically to talk about our Lord and Savior, A.D. Yuki, okay? That's why I'm here. (laughs) The amount of serendipity it is that Corolla is a Suichi and that I'm a Yuki is, like, uncomfortably magical. But I am Suichi. Okay, go on. Sorry. No, you're great. I mean, the hair fits and everything. I'm just glad that I put clothes on. I was literally in my pajamas. And I woke up because the sunlight was hitting my face and I hissed at the sun. <laughs> oh, you have sun. You know, we, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do. Our, yes, our I do have the dark season here. So I know you guys are. But um, very, very similar to Corolla where I'm a writer, media critic. Uh, I'm definitely a little more BL focused now than I used to be. But like my, most of my fiction writing is all BL because uh, straight people bore me. I'm sorry. <laughs> straight, no, people, it's true. straight people bore me sometimes. I don't want to be that person, but also. Yeah, like, I'm sorry. Just straight couples are boring. Also, like, there's this weird level of cringe. Like, I was a uh, tangent. We're already doing our first tangent. I was on TikTok <laughs> and I got an ad for like some hetero Omega verse novel. And it's like, submit woman, tell me I'm your alpha. And it's like, this feels weird when it's not gay. Yeah. Like, I don't like this when it's not gay. But it's like, you know what? You see, the tangent is just, but you know, the the thing where, I can't even remember where this is from. It's like somewhere, this is really stupid. But it's, it's from some, it's like a series or something where someone accidentally watched gay porn. And they were like, I was waiting for the women, but the women never came. That's me. But you know, subverted because I'll be like yes. watching something. I just think everything is gay now because my entire life, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, what? yes. What? Who? Who's she? What? What is this? What? That is. <laughs> oh my god, that is. That is absolutely me now. Like watching movies where it's like, oh, they kiss now, right? Yeah, they're gonna kiss because then... they keep getting really close to each other, and all these men have a lot of dialogue, and none of these women have set a line, so they're gonna kiss now, right? Right? They're... Stop fighting, oh. just kiss. That's, what, that's fighting is just, it's just kissing with your hands. Okay? Oh, fighting is the best foreplay. Oh. We're going to talk about, we have to have an episode about that. Fighting yes. is the best foreplay. <laughs> I think we both sail the same ship of Sasunaru, right? Listen, we are going to do, 
Like you said, we were going to talk about OTPs at some point. I'm going to bring the yes. Phoenix. That's what is my life. Let me cry. I cry about them <laughs> once a week, you know. it's Because uh... they're great and they're clearly married. Like they're obviously, yeah. those are two married men. I like, I say this every day of my life, but it is the greatest love story ever. Like this is, you know. I'm, you know what? I'm willing, I'm willing to sanction that. I'm willing to agree yes. with that. Thank you, uh, because you're a person of taste and culture. Yes, I, I am a man of culture, which uh, leads <laughs> us into the fun conversation where we go over pronouns because it is 2021 and that's the thing that people have to do. My mortal name is Amanda. My weeb name is Aichi Yume. My pronouns are she and he. You fine audience are allowed to use she, her pronouns for me. Just don't be weirded out if I use male pronouns or nouns for myself. I say weirded out. There's going to be a lot more inflammatory things that come out of my mouth than gendering myself male. Like yesterday on my literature podcast, when discussing toxic masculinity, I said, you know what's really manly? Taking a cock. Like it is, I, I mean, it's it's that's not something to be done for like the weak willed. That's that's like a full on contact sport. Like that's not something that you just willy nilly do. Can can that be an Olympic sport? Like I'm just saying. <laughs> Have you seen Turkish oil wrestling? No, the first thing that comes to mind is that guy carrying, you know, the the flag, that one flag dude from the Olympics. Yes, with the Tongan guy, yes. <laughs> the Tongan guy, yeah. Yeah, okay, so Turkish oil wrestling is like these big, burly Turkish men, and they all get oiled out, and they just wrestle each other in, like, tiny clothes. Yeah, that sounds gay. <laughs> it's, it's exceedingly homoerotic. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> so uh, those are my pronouns. Corolla, do you have any special pronoun requests for the fun I... people at home? You know, I'm very, I'm very basic. I use she, her. Uh, I, I like to say that I'm kind of apathetic when it comes to my own gender because, like, I am perfectly okay with being female. I identify as mm -hmm. female, but I would be mm -hmm. very okay with anything else as well. So I just, you know, I'm just going through life. But yeah, she, her is fine. I do love uh, living in a bit of a gender void. That is kind of yeah. nice. I think that if I had, like, if I'd been, you know, a teenager now, I definitely would have questioned my gender identity a lot more because it's more, you know, there are so right. many options, you know, there are so many ways of expressing it. Oh, my God. There there were no options back in our day. Actually, um, to make this very personal and to bring out gravitation again, it was actually Yuki Airy that made me question my gender. <laughs> because <laughs> I had that... <laughs> well, I had that tantalizing moment that now is very common where it's like, wow i really like this male character oh no i want his gender it's yeah but, but yes. it makes sense because the thing is uh my dad actually asked me a couple of years ago because like i have a lot of friends who are trans or non-binary and right. my dad kind of casually asked me one day like wait are you like that i'm like no dad i am not and he's like oh okay because when i was a kid there were no yes. good like like representations of female characters you know they were all like princesses and like really obedient right. and, and all of my role models and all of the characters i identified with um were male and right, so when i was like until i think like the majority of my life until i was like five or six mm -hmm. i went by a boy name i don't know if you're like i'm gonna go super scandinavian now i don't know if you, okay. you know about Asi lindgren right no you know who made Kiki long sure i do know about yeah. Kiki long <laughs> Yeah, so she had 
another really famous character from 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 her repertoire is this yes. kid called Emilio Lanabaria. And he was this five-year-old kid who did, you know, he does everything wrong. Like he's just, okay. you know, pranking everyone all the time. He was my hero. And I would wear, you know, clothes that resemble his and I would only answer to his name. So my family called me by a male name for five years of my life. Okay, and nobody that's really- very cute. Yeah, and and it's like it's one of those things where again I think that if I'd been you know fifteen now I'd be more like wait maybe that means something but now I'm just like right I don't no care. my my childhood is full of moments like that where like uh, when I was little uh, my dad learned Jesse's part of the Team Rocket motto so I could be James yeah. like those are <laughs> obvious things isn't that adorable like there's obvious yeah. things now looking back that it's like this one's not going to be right is it good on my dad asking you know like because that was a, right. you know was the thing but it was just i don't know i mean, just i just always and I, you know I'm, I'm planning on doing a whole thing on this at some point you know because i think that this has a lot to do with why i love bl as much as well because you know i've always identified with the male characters even if right I don't absolutely same so it's yeah because BL is powerful. Yeah, I, I would love, I would love to do an entire episode just on talking about like BL as yeah. like gender affirmation and stuff like that. Because there is a lot of people like I remember, you know, writing BL as an American, you know, in the two thousands and stuff. And like looking back, a lot of us are queer as fuck now. Like a lot yeah, of us are. are not exactly straight, and we just didn't have terms for it, and we didn't really understand you know, why we felt more comfortable writing as men, why sex didn't feel icky between two men, but felt icky, you know, as a hetero thing, you know, mm-hmm. why it felt really weirdly gender affirming to dress as these flamboyant Asian men, like why that felt good, why it was cool being called by other names that were not your own. Like when I was yeah. in high school, I think I only responded to like Roy Mustang or Kakashi Sunset. I don't think I was <laughs> referred to by my mortal name at like ever when I was in school. I mean, that's fair. You know. I mean, also very on brand characters. They called me Kakashi Sensei because I was usually walking around reading like a yaoi manga and I got very, very good <laughs> at walking and reading. That's, you know, survival skills right there. Absolutely. I also had to defend uh, my anime club when I was in high school because, you know, this is America, satanic panic porn. And everyone's like, oh, well, you can't have an anime club. The last anime club we had, all they did was watch porn. And I actually had like a BL in my backpack trying to like say, no, it's not all porn. (laughs) Of course it isn't. Don't look at my backpack. Yeah, no. It's like they're brothers. Wait, they they fuck that too. Shit. Yeah, uh, they're but cousins. Like... Oh, they they double fuck that. Um, mm. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you know, I think that's so funny because that is the exact thing. You know, like I I think people are a lot more literate these days. But like back then, it was like, oh, you watch they like they didn't even know the word anima right they only right. they know hentai, and so people yeah. would you know ask all the time like, oh, you watch you watch Japanese cartoon porn right i'm like yes but also no and then i'm like it's right. not all like that but th- that is what i prefer to read yes but the- <laughs> it's not yeah. like that. It's- well and that's something that's such a unique and i'm i'm trying not to be shady i'm glad to have that perspective of it again because 
for me, especially as a writer and critic, like sex and BL is like tennis. I'm very, very rarely reading or writing any of this to get off. Like, it's just like watching a very, very skilled tennis match of like, oh, good volley as in like good thrust or something like really nice sound effects there, like good body positioning and stuff like that. Like the way people comment on like dressage and horses is like how I comment on sex scenes in BL. Like, yeah, this isn't masturbatory for me. But it's like, you know, exactly. And it's like, it's, it's you know, it's perfectly okay to have that response to absolutely and like, you i'm know, not naming anyone but it's just you know that's you know i do a lot of you know my my i feel like you know my calling in life is to do the whole bl history thing and that's the thing yes. though you know like it starts out like there's a whole thing around this but you know it starts mm -hmm. out as <clears throat> almost like kind of a feminist movement where women mm -hmm. are reclaiming their sexuality by mm -hmm. portraying gay sex between men because it can't mm -hmm. threaten patriarchy because there are no women involved so it's a safe yes. space to explore your sexuality and to get autonomy but without you know challenging any of the, the norms in a way you are challenging the norms but you know it's it's this whole but thing. in a more subversive and nuanced way yeah and, in a and way that like, often is hit from men because men aren't going to read this shit they don't care well they do but but yeah but not in yeah. the 70s um and yeah and it's like it's like exactly like you know what you said it's like watching i don't watch tennis i know nothing about tennis but you know it's 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 the same thing you know it's you know just just the way it is drawn just the way that that's certain like how do they use the angles what are you know and the dynamics and there are all mm -hmm. of these things where you know I completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> you're do no, you're doing great. Whether they use cooking oil as lube, which is something that I still yeah. think is unforgivable. Well, you know, sometimes. No. Do you want a no, yeast okay. infection? That's how you get yeast infections. I don't want. No. Okay. <laughs> no, it's I've seen worse, though. I mean. Oh, okay. Next, next episode is going to be worse things you see in place of lube and boys love. <laughs> That needs to be a special. It's just like <laughs> okay. When if we ever decide on doing subscription only episodes, that's gonna be our first subscriber special. Oh my god! Yeah. Because worst things we've seen in place of lube and BL. Um. So again, this is sort of a reintroduction to the show, which means uh, we're going to go over our policy when it comes to trigger warnings. Now, luckily, Corolla and I do agree on this, um, and it's not going to change significantly from the previous show. Uh, but while your two hosts that are two writers, which I have a note in here, and I will love to say, I'm so fucking glad that I get to say that as two writers. Um, neither of us are opposed to trigger warnings. I think where we sort of air quotes draw the line is if it gives away the ghost. Um, as in, you know, it's okay to signpost some stuff, but I don't necessarily want to be like, on page five, <laughs> section three, there will be an incident of the rape. You know? That's very early on. That's, that's yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure we've read some series that have had that. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure we've yeah. read some Gravitation Dojin that has that. Cough There's Panda. No shade, the, the Gravitation Dojin. Cough Gravitation Panda. <clears throat> Cough Capybara. <laughs> I'm just I saying. Yeah, no, I don't have any mm. retaliation. 
because there is none because I'm right. But they're not all like that. I just want to, you know, we are going to do a whole ass thing on gravitation. We have, we have to. to. It's mandatory. We have no choice. This was, this was the only part of her contract that she demanded. I'm like, this this is what I came for. We're going to no. talk for three hours about gravitation one night. That is the I only mean, part of her contract that was stipulated. I spent my entire summer researching gravitation, okay? I already did one panel on it. Might as well have a three-hour conversation, you know? Might as well. Uh, do you have anything to add about trigger warnings and how um, they affect storytelling and <laughs> or, you know, how we'll be approaching things moving forward? No, I mean, I think you framed it really well. Like, we're not opposed to it, you know? No. I, you know, I absolutely, you know understand uh the need mm -hmm. for it and mm -hmm. and you know i personally have some things that you know i like to be warned for but you know sure. but there's the whole it's kind of hard to to not spoil essentially i think it's mm -hmm. fair you know like there's one you know it's fair to 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 put it put it in description you know listener discretion is advised for this episode but not necessarily sure. to give the entire series that's and absolutely that's, and that's kind of the policy isn't it yeah and um, one thing i also do want to reiterate and um this is a direction that i'm excited to take the show in is that um trigger warnings i don't think will necessarily mean that this isn't of value um i personally really like challenging things i also as much as they destroy me, I love a good gut punch. And if that's something that you're up to, I definitely encourage that even if something air quotes has a trigger warning for you, if you are sound enough to handle it, to go for it. Because, um, like, there are some series that come to mind that, like, that gut punch made it so much better. Like, Devilman Crybaby comes to mind of, like, oh, that yeah. gut punch was... I literally, I called, so I, I made two mistakes. One, I shotgunned the series. I watched, like, all of it in, like, a day and a half. I think, I actually think I did the same. And I did it alone. I did it alone. And what? <laughs> yeah, I did it alone. I shotgunned the series. And I knew, like, nothing about any of it. Like, I have not seen yeah. anything. And I remember my best friend saying, I think you'll like this. But this is my best friend who's, like, fucking insane. So I should have <laughs> known. I should have known. And I'm like, okay, I like this. I like this. I like this. And then we get to, like, the last few episodes, and it's like, I don't know if I like this anymore. Yeah. And I reached the final episode, and I was just shattered. Like, I'm going to give you, like, a major comic book moment. I literally called him babbling, like, in Japanese, usotsuke, as in you lie and I hate you in English. Mm. Did that for about 20 minutes. And he had to, like, talk me down. He had to be like, okay, it's not real. It's okay. You know, he had to, like, talk me down after that. That was such an intense gut punch. Yeah, but that was, you know, that was a wild ride, you know. And it, and especially going into it knowing ride. this thing. It's been a while right. since I saw it. But, yeah, it's... I really want to cosplay that series, but that means rewatching it, and I don't want to do that. I know. I, I had to, to rewatch it, like, relatively quickly after because my girlfriend didn't watch yes. it with me and i was like see now i have to watch it again because you have to see it because you weren't there to watch it with me the first time and now i'm in pain are you happy now I'm in pain. Again, <laughs> yeah i really want to cosplay that series but that means re-watching it and i don't 
I don't think I'm strong enough. Like I'm with, the, I have that with Sanaz on my right now where I really want to cosplay Sanaz on my, but I don't want to watch it again. <laughs> what? Seriously, but that's okay. Complete side note, but yes, this, you know, that's the story of Mappa, you know, friggin' Studio yes. Mappa, happy 10th anniversary, by the way, comes out of nowhere and starts flinging these amazing shows at you. And it's like, whatever they touch, it turns to gold, but it is going to hurt you. And then there's Sada's Might, which just comes out of nowhere. And it says, oh, this is weird. I don't understand what this show is about. I've seen it four times. I still don't really understand it. It's amazing. It's hilarious. And then it's like, why does it hurt? Why was it? Why is it so hurt so much? Oh my! I actually did a really long blog post where I compared it to Gravitation. Of course you did. (laughs) I you need to read it. Like not even like shameless self promotion. I think you'll like it. But I was able to make a lot of connections seeing that in Gravitation that like really drew me back in. Uh, We're not talking about the topic, which I don't care. We're having fun, and that's all that matters. Uh, So that's sort of the policy on trigger warnings. To be frank, Uh, again. I'm good at leading the show. I got this. this is, uh, but this is the brand from now on, okay? This is the brand. Uh, <laughs> nuance, tangents. Uh, we're probably going to end up talking about gravitation somehow, uh, which means we get to make <laughs> updated bingo cards. We get to make we updated. Cards? Yeah, we have bingo you know cards. Nothing. I was yeah. just roped in. I know. I don't know anything. <laughs> don't. Make- no, 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 don't make it sound <laughs> like I tr- like I planted a sad UK trap and I no, trapped you in. It's not, I mean, it's not like I, you know, yeah, I'm not great at doing my research. I just kind of like went for it. <laughs> Do you say that you're not great at doing your research when you rewatched Hollow Gravitation? Okay, no, I, okay, but like when it's like stuff like this, you know, I'm invited to, you know, and I'm like, okay, I should probably catch up with all of the episodes of the podcast that I haven't listened to. And like, no, I did none of that. I don't know what it's I was, okay. I've, I actually feel like it's better this way. I've been in publishing hell, okay? I I haven't been alive. You, yeah, year. in all fairness, you have been in publishing hell while doing this. So I, I give you as many snaps as possible. Thank you. Thank You're welcome. You. You're welcome. Um, you know, as we did in the first episode of the old show, I think that there is no better way um, to meet your host than to go over their top five series. Um, much like with the old show, there's one series that we emphatically have in common. I wonder if by now you can guess it. It's been very subtle. It's been very subtle. Why can it be? Hmm. Yeah, blink and hmm. you'll miss it. It's been a very <laughs> subtle thing through the entire you episode. Guess, no. Yeah, you'll never guess. So do you want to popcorn it back and forth or do you want to go one and then one? I don't know. I think one and one probably. Okay, like, we can do one no, and I mean, one. Like, do you want me yeah, to go first? Yeah, I Wait. mean, like you do, your, you, you, you do yours and then I do my number one. Popcorn. You, yeah, okay, so that's what that is. Sorry, dumb American school thing. So popcorn reading was a social experiment that tested if you were paying attention. So you'd all be reading a passage and your teacher would point at you to say who's reading next. So it required your undivided attention, which is hell if you're neurodivergent or if your air quotes too smart to be paying attention. It was literally like a form of social torture. Yeah, we also did that, but we didn't call it popcorning. What was it called? We didn't have a name for it. It was just like... You read this oh. line and do you, you you do that one and then so on. And then, I was hoping you know, for like some. Novel. I was hoping for like some cute like Elvin word. <laughs> no, unfortunately, there's yeah no there's a lot of stuff that 
but you know, we used to do. Yes. I think that one's fun for you. We used to do dictation. You know, the teacher yes. will say a word or a sentence, and then we write it down. And in yes. Norwegian, uh, dictation is diktat. So it's like, there's a word for you. Uh, my goal actually is I very much want a uh, Danish um, station sign because the Danish word for end is slut. So yeah, the, Norwegian too. But yeah, we have I want. To- but I want I want a salute station. <laughs> I think I, one of the funniest things I've seen in my life is like my my friend went to Sweden. I'm so sorry. This is going to be a Scandinavian show now. But <laughs> I you know what I have cornered the market on Norwegian food. I'm quite yeah. Proud. You collect us. I do collect you. But yeah, no, my friend went to Sweden and there was like a like you know sometimes they'll bring like clothes from the clothes stores out. When, when, it's yeah. summer, you know, when it's summer and so yeah. there's this rack of skirts and then it's okay. supposed to say that. and then you know it says in Swedish that they're all out of size medium but what it does yeah. say is medium slut so medium slut <laughs> and we were like oh <laughs> it's me <laughs> hello <laughs> medium slut only a little you know just right yeah, a petite slut I love I like a medium I... personally <laughs> Yeah, I also like a medium slut. See, I know your language. I know yeah, I know we, parts of your language. Language, yeah. But um, all right. Do you want me to go oh, with yes. my first one? You know what? I think yeah. we need to knock the maybe not so obvious one out of the way. And uh it's gravitation, y'all. Oh, you brought it. I brought it with me. I don't have any, but it's what, okay. Yeah. I brought mine. That's uh okay. so stab me in the heart, why don't you? So Gravitation was written by Maki Murakami on a long, long winter's night where she decided that she wanted to ruin the lives of teenage girls around the world by giving us the literal dumb as bricks Suichi Shendo and the brooding, angsty, not willing to admit that he's bisexual and or gay, trauma-ridden dickbag that is Yukiari. Be still my heart. I love him. (laughs) That's everything I'm looking for in a man right there. Yes. Like, and the and the best part is none of that is false. He gets better. He works on it. We're gonna do an episode on this. Don't let he gets don't, he don't. gets better. I, he gets better. Is better I'm, really the word we're going to use for that? You know, he gets we have, better. <laughs> we have some disagreements on this. We do but, have some disagreements yeah, on it. We do. And uh, it's about Suichi who decides that he wants to be a singer one day. Uh, he finds his way into Aerie's life and Aerie's bed. Aerie is a mess. Suichi's a mess. They're both messes. I love um, it. We both love it. And then uh, mm-hmm. romance ensues. I think it's honestly, it does not hold up if you are like a modern reader because it's very hashtag problematic and like every single format there are some not great talks about trans people yeah that one that one is there's some not lovely talks about mental health and mental illness and there's a really really piss poor psychologist because yuki's psychologist (laughs) absolutely like worse than kurose (laughs) from 10 count therapist somehow worse than kurose ironically you should bring him up we'll get to him but <laughs> yes we will we will get to him no but but i think you know 
I did a whole panel on this because yes, my mission in life is to re- redeem gravitation because I think it, you know, it doesn't get the credit it, it deserves. It's, it's I amazing. Agree I, and I, I wholeheartedly have, agree. I have walked, you know, I think gravitation wasn't my first, but it was one of my very first uh, mm. BL manga. And mm. it was also the very first and also the only BL manga mm. that was ever translated into Norwegian. It was also cancelled, oh. so we didn't get the full. We didn't get the full. We got seven volumes, and then the the publisher went bankrupt. Not mm-hmm. gravitation's fault, mind you, but <laughs> but um, it was one of my very first, and it's been with me, you know, for such a long time. I do this thing where I reread gravitation every four years or so because I don't want to like, I don't want to tire of it, but it still right. makes me laugh out loud, you know, every time I read it. But it's like, um. I've kind of had, it isn't even like an internal battle, but like for such a long time, I didn't actually Mm -hmm. consider it to be my favorite series. Mm -hmm. And then one day I just kind of woke up and I was like, why are you lying to yourself? Like there is nothing, there is nothing that makes me feel the way, I mean, in confirmed BL, because if I was allowed, if I was allowed, you know, I would say that Naruto is my favorite BL, but I'm not allowed to say that because it's a show. Yes, you can. Yes, because yes, because Naruto is my favorite of anything. <laughs> okay, but but gravitation, gravitation makes me feel things that only Naruto makes me feel. It makes me laugh out loud. It makes me cry. Right. It makes me. It turns me into a shrieking banshee every single time I read it. And like no one can talk to me because all I want to do is scream about Yuki all the damn time, you know. And it's like. And I just had to accept that one day that, you know what, this is my favorite BL. You know, it's really, really funny that you mentioned that because like, I think I had a very, very similar moment where it's like, I don't think that this is my favorite, but I won't stop talking about it. And I've based my entire male personality around Yuki Eri, which is uh, weird, but this is where we are now. Uh, (laughs) I definitely do encourage whether you're younger or older, which we should have covered this at the top. This is not a podcast for minors. Please don't engage if you're a minor. 18 plus, we're going to talk a lot about dick. <laughs> Shockingly. Yeah. There's not going to be a ton of visual depictions of dick. Uh, mine is still in the bedroom. Um, what? What? It's, no! It's, not, I'm not, you, know, you can keep it wherever, wherever you want. You know, I'm not going to judge you. Like, what? I wish you would. It's still in the bedroom. It needs to go into the dishwasher. But that'll be for later on stay. Um, <laughs> Some of them can go in the dishwasher. dishwasher? What the hell? Yeah, some of them can go in the dishwasher. It's very convenient. That's nice. I don't even have a dishwasher. You you are the dishwasher? Yeah. That's me. It's sad. Sad hours. But yeah, like, it's such a... I don't know if good is the right word. I think for me, I put gravitation in the same category that I put Inuyasha in. Where, like, I can't say it's good storytelling... But everyone needs to experience it. <laughs> but what I love about the storytelling <laughs> in Gravitation, I love that, you know, because Murakami Sensei is so self-deprecating all the time. And like, obviously on are. drugs. Yeah. And obviously on drugs all the time. <laughs> gravitation is a drug, okay? It is. Uh, but, but, you know, she's in the comments being like, this is your author speaking. I have no fucking clue what is happening. I am sorry. I don't know why this character doesn't look like himself anymore whatever i am the scum of the earth murakami just roll with it and i'm like you know what i'm fine i'm fine i love this i love right you know, like when she created the time happen. paradox there was a time paradox there is an entire time oh, yeah, paradox yeah, it doesn't make any yes 
Like when she created a whole ass time paradox where every possible reason that solves that paradox is worse than the last. Every answer to this time paradox. But it's like one of those things, you know, because because again, I did, you know, I, I deep dive into, is it deep dive? Deep dove? Deep, deep dive? I'm having a moment. Deeply? I don't even know. Whatever. Point Nothing is, you know, matters. I plunged into gravitation and did a whole ass analysis on it this summer. Yes. And what I realized is that, you know, you have to read it. Like if you read it back to back, because the first time I read it, you know, I was reading volume to mm-hmm. volume and they came mm-hmm. out, you know, I'm in Norway. Okay. You don't know how good your people have it. Like I'll be over here, you know, I'll be over here, you know, and seeing everyone on Instagram being like, oh, the new volume of Mad K released yesterday and I got it in the mail today. I got mine yesterday. Actually, it wasn't even yesterday because there's no mail on Saturdays, but I, I got mine on Friday because everything takes longer here. Uh, yes. And, you know, in the early 2000s, it took forever to get the next volume. So I didn't mm-hmm. know what was happening. You know, mm-hmm. I'd be there like, I don't remember this storyline, don't remember this character. So... Mm-hmm. So, but then when you read it back to back and you start, you know, you can sort of, you can see the red thread and you can also see all of the missing red threads. And I was like, cause I read, cause I read, you know, the full gravitation and then gravitation X and then the um, uh, Shindoke no Jijo manga, mm-hmm. which I had to stutter through in Japanese, but I somehow got through it. It was simple. I'm very <laughs> proud of you. Yeah. And, and it's like, she has somehow tied the story together really well. Mm. But when you start to look at some of the things, it doesn't add up. And she said it mm-hmm. herself in the uh, in one of the blog posts because when she did the, you know, the Dojin the Hyoko mix, which actually yes. depicts, depicts their first time, yes. but it doesn't really add up because Shuichi is still in high school, but he'd already graduated by the time they became a couple. Yes, and then she's like, and then she's in the notes, and she's like, I realized after drawing this that he has a cell phone and he did like she's like i realized that i have drawn this as if it happened in, in you know in 2019 but this was in the 90s and she's like i fucked it up pay it no mind and i'm like i love you yeah i mean gravitation it's one of those weird things where i feel like if you are watching the anime because of the music you're missing out on the story yeah but you have to have that musical element because so much of the subtext of the series is written into lyrics because it's a manga about musicians at the end of the day or just a bunch of disastrous twinks and a shocking amount of gun violence yes yes but but, and and the funny thing you know no shade but all of the gun violence is at the hands of americans i mean that's it's not shade if it's just true (laughs) It's not. No, but it's you know what? Okay. A a secondary aside. I used to take serious umbrage with K, and (laughs) now I'm just like, well, fuck. But you know, I used to like. I think you know he's so funny, and especially in the anime because of the you know the voice. And then I realized that he's voiced by um, the same guy who does Byakuya from Bleach. And I'm like, how? Because now I can't unhear it. So, you know, Byakuya being this, you know, you know how he is. He's all stoic yes. and, you know, yes. expressionless. And I'm like, but you're Kate. I will never take you seriously again. So I again. have that with Aries voice actor Kazuhiko Inoue. Uh, he's yeah, also, yeah, yeah. he's Klaus von Wolfstadt in Maiden Rose. Which we will like, get, yeah. Which, which is like, also, I've noticed oh, a pattern. 
I've noticed a distinct pattern. But gravitation's on the list for both of us. I love that we got to yeah. kill two birds with one stone. Yeah, um, and we will do a whole last episode on it, so let's not... Please note that Uke is bossing me around. But yes, we will do a whole last <laughs> Please, Your Honor, I would like I, to say that the Uke is bossing me around. This. <laughs> this is the only reason she agreed to do this show, is so no, she can I, have a platform for her gravitation. It's all because I like you. Oh, I like you too. I like you yeah, a lot. Uh, you want to go over your second one? Uh, yes, I can do By my second. Means. My second one. We mentioned psychotherapists, so we're gonna. <laughs> uh, it's ten count, obviously. And, okay. And so, like my first two are really simple. You put me through hell with this list, okay? Because I was Good. like, how do I choose? But then I realized you said series. And I was yes. like, good, I can just eliminate all of my one-shots that I love more than life itself. And We can talk about hard. the one-shots in another episode. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just start processing it now. No, okay. but 10 Count. And I, I haven't read 10 Count uh, in a while. Uh, I actually don't think I've read the manga since it was completed. Mm-hmm. Mm, but I love it. You know, it's got everything. I mean, mm-hmm. and... And I'm like, I realize that it's, you know, very popular these days to hate on 10 count. Yes. And I'm like, I wasn't there for that, okay? Because when I was still on Tumblr, everyone loved 10 count. Rest in peace. Yeah. Yeah. Back when it was, you know, when it was porny, when it was good. Yes. And and I, you know, I love 10 count from, you know, from the get-go. Because obviously Mm -hmm. I love Takarai Rizo. Another one, you know, that almost made it on the list was uh, Seven Days. Seven days is good. Oh my god, I love it. Which is kind of like the exact opposite of ten count because it's so sweet and you know it, it makes yeah. your heart so full. And then there's ten count, which is like, let me I mean, hurt you. Ten count makes your heart full if you're okay with like HIPAA violations and like literally the worst therapist that has ever existed. But to be fair, I mean, I realize this is a really bad argument, but my go-to argument has been like, okay. Okay, Kurose is a bad therapist, but you know yes, what? Yes. He isn't Shirotani's therapist. Okay? He's not actually his therapist. He just came into his life one day and said, I want to fix you because I want to screw you. That's what he said. He did you know, he's not I don't know where I'm going with this, but the point That is, makes it worse. <laughs> you somehow have made it so it went from he's just a bad therapist to he's just some fucking creep. But they met, they literally met, I think, okay, first of all, if anyone for some reason hasn't read, I've almost said Gravitation, uh, 10 Count, <laughs> it's this story about this guy named Shirotani who has a yes. whole bunch of trauma and, you know, yes. lends them, uh, and yes. he has germophobia. Yeah, so you know he has he wears gloves. He's constantly washing himself. He's afraid of you know people and germs. And and also you know I can on a side note like I can relate to this. Not that I'm a germaphobe, but I have mm-hmm. emetophobia. So I am also very you know about food and public places and things. So mm-hmm. I think that also spoke to me. But it's like, and you know, and he has all of these issues. And then he met and then he meets uh, Kurosiriku, who is a therapist, not his therapist who somehow decides that he is going to fix him. And he has like a list of 10 things that he's going to make him do. And like the 10th thing, I believe the 10th thing is kissing because he doesn't want to kiss him because the whole mouth thing freaks him out. And and Kudosa has some really interesting ways of... Is interesting the word... I'm going to give you one more chance. Is interesting the word we're going to run with? Um, They're certainly not conventional. I was going to say unorthodox? Yeah. 
they're okay. sexy though i don't know but you know but it has like this thing where you know it hurts you because like i personally i love a good trauma story you know i like hurting i don't know i like being hurt as a writer i'm very sadistic yeah. i like hurting people yeah exactly so when you know when i'm reading i like to go through the same hell that i like to put my readers through you know and and <laughs> and but it has this whole you know and you know the drawings are gorgeous like i think for mm -hmm. me what really got me into 10 count like i i am obsessed with 10 count i have a 10 count calendar on my wall over there which is like four years old but i can't take it down uh and you know and i have the drama cds and the art books and i have figurines and all of mm -hmm. them because it's so goddamn pretty like i am willing mm -hmm. to tolerate a lot for the art okay like it's that's really fair cool. i will say that 10 count is really gorgeous i actually cosplay yeah. as kurose um <gasps> yes i've cosplayed as kurose uh he is the worst therapist that has ever existed but he is a very attractive therapist so i'll let yeah. him slide uh, I think he goes on the list of like top terrible uh, anime and manga doctors, right? With a uh, Hatori from Fruits Basket. And that guy, I mean, not that I'm gonna, not gonna, you know, claim that I've finished playing any of these games, but you know, like guy in Sukijo, the green yes. hair. Yeah, he's pretty bad. Yeah, we'll have to next list uh, worst doctors and. Um, <laughs> We're gonna be we're gonna become the we're gonna become the BuzzFeed of um boys love discourse. Yeah. Which is like worst worst fucking <laughs> doctors in. All right. Uh ten counts not bad. Um definitely a bunch of trigger wordings with that one if you go into oh, yeah. it. Um let me see. What did I officially put on my list? Is this the list fucking matters? Nothing matters. Okay, so we're just talking about Kazuhiko Inoue. So Maiden Rose is my next know? one. I love this fucking manga. I love Maiden Rose so much. Uh, Fusunosuke-san does some amazing anatomy work. I've never seen a chibi with a six-pack before. Oh, I have, but it you know the Shingeki no Kyojin chibis. Oh, I I don't like that show. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, no. I rather. I, please, if that's the hill you're gonna die on, we're gonna have a very long podcast. No. Season. If that, already... <laughs> if no. that, if that was going to be your hill, I have many hills. So that that is not necessarily one of them. No, fair and valid. Uh, Maiden Rose is uh about a young military general named Taki and his not German German uh bodyguard <laughs> named Klaus von Wolfstadt, who's not German. What is he then? Uh, they say he's Eurotean, and specifically they call him a Saxon, which is still German. I feel like I should have some sort of European input, but I'm like, I don't even know. Uh, I only miss the Ova. Fusunosuke does this a few times in other series of hers where she really likes doing like World War II stuff but not saying it's World War II. Uh, a lot of Japan has that problem yeah. where they really love some World War II stuff almost like they were in it but on the wrong side. Cough. Um, but we don't talk about that. No, we're not going to talk any about Axis Powers Italia as propaganda. Cough. <laughs> uh, but Maiden Rose is a beautifully done military series it is full of drama and hurt and it is very problematic and i want klaus to throw me into a headboard 
Okay. He is a very large German man, and I like him. <laughs> <laughs> he made, I have Klaus von Wistat Like, I have Klaus brain rot. I think he's amazing. He's so big. He's. I used to be, like, low-key afraid of him, and I guess, like, as I've gotten older, I'm more like, fuck me up, dude. <laughs> but, like, I mean, because obviously you've read the manga, and I haven't. Um, yeah, I've only seen the Ova. Like, how yeah. does it compare? Like, do you think it's a fair representation? Because often, those... absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I think the 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 OVA is very uh, is is a pretty good mix of like the first couple of volumes. Uh, I think the only thing that it doesn't get right is that there are some lines that are cut that make. I'm gonna go ahead and just slightly spoil that make Taki a little bit more duplicitous because the OVA really frames him much more of a victim while the manga does add in some parts where he's a little bit, you know, like leading Klaus on and stuff like that. Does not make it okay what later happens to him a multiplicity of times, but you start to learn more about what happened when they were in school and stuff like that. So it does make Taki a little bit more duplicitous sounding because at the end of the day, the big crux with Maiden Rose is that Klaus and Taki met when they were both in military school, which is not supposed to be named after a concentration camp, but ended up being named after a concentration camp. Okay. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> and, you know, Taki is away from his conservative country, so he got to explore himself. And by explore himself, you mean to explore Klaus a lot. And Taki's like, come back to my home country and we'll be together, blah, blah, blah. And then they get back to wherever Taki's from, which is not China or Japan, but is China or Japan. Um, and Taki basically blue balls him. So he's basically blackballed, blackballed Klaus into leaving everything behind to go to a country that hates him and then doesn't sleep with him or acknowledge him or anything isolating him in a land that does not like him Yay. with no resources so when klaus retaliates multiple times against taki again i'm not saying that he's ever earned what happens to him it definitely kind of makes sense why klaus is so upset the ova does remove some of that context so it makes taki look a lot more like just an out and out victim rather mm. than someone who kind of led klaus on yeah, None of those I, are major spoilers, but go ahead and read it if you haven't. Yeah, no, because I, you know, I've only watched it, and but and, and it's been, you know, ages. Like we talked about mm -hmm. this yesterday, and I was like, did. I don't think I've watched it since it came out. But that's kind of what I remember. You know, I remember yeah. Taki as being more of a victim. So, so that's yeah, and, and and again, like nothing that he's done merits what Klaus does to him. That's far from what I'm saying. But what you're missing is a lot of a. Uh, Taki's agency where it's him saying yes you should come to my country with me and stuff like that rather than it just being Klaus as some weird cock drunk fanatic who abandons everything to go be with some rockin' twink which you know in it, isn't the worst premise I've heard in any case yeah Absolutely not. Um, if you like uniforms and you like uniform porn, uh, Maiden Rose is there for you. You like tanks? There's a lot of really good <laughs> tanks. You can have you can have you know your BL fetishes and Mecca at the same time. Yeah, I, okay, so you'll notice a pattern with me. I really like uniforms. 
I really like military uniforms. Uh, shovels away bushels of Axis powers, Italia, and Full Metal Alchemist shit. I really like both of those things. So this scratch and intro me. Also, Fusanosuke does some amazing Full Metal Alchemist doujins because that oh, dynamic yeah. is very much like in her nutshell. Like she does some amazing uh, Mustang and Hughes doujins. Because it's the same fucking dynamic. If you read Talking in class, it's the same goddamn dynamic. Mm. Um, just old married, old bitter married couple. <laughs> I love old bitter married couples. I absolutely yeah. love them. So that's Maiden Rose. That's definitely on my list. Uh, what's up for you next? I actually have this one because I was rereading it yesterday. Little butterfly. butterfly. Oh my yeah. god, I feel a thousand years old. Okay, so this thing, this is uh, <laughs> this is Takanaga Hinako, and yes. I'm just gonna go ahead with an unpopular opinion because, like, go ahead. This was my gateway into Takanaga Hinako uh, okay. manga. I don't know if I'd read anything by her earlier because we didn't have challengers here, mm -hmm. at least that I knew of, uh, mm -hmm. and everyone was always talking about Tyrant, and mm -hmm. and you know. The tyrant falls in love is a curse. You know, we talked about curses earlier, but it is a curse because first it was like I wasn't into it because I couldn't get it anywhere. And then I started collecting it because I really mm -hmm. love her her style. Mm -hmm. And then there was one volume that was out of print and I had to pay ridiculous amounts of money to get it. And finally, mm -hmm. the series was completed. And then she goes, actually, I'm going to continue it. And I'm like, I'm back in hell. <laughs> Why are you still publishing this thing? It's so hard to get. Anyway. Because I she don't can. Love, yeah, and I don't love Tyrant personally. Mm -hmm. I I but Little Butterfly is like my favorite. Maybe my favorite by her because I really like like the Koini Oshiru series because it's mm -hmm. amazing. But little little but I can't even say it. Like little, mm -hmm. I cannot say it. Okay, but this thing right here, okay, it's yes. it's I want to say it's short and sweet, but then I reread mm -hmm. it yesterday and it actually is a lot darker than I remember. It's this you know, it looks like your typical um, high school love story. There's, you know, mm -hmm. the happy, happy-go-lucky, kind of dumb, super, super cute Kojima and his kind of dark and broody classmate, uh, mm -hmm. Nakahara. And they become friends and eventually lovers. And it deals mm -hmm. with their last year in high school. And it mm -hmm. turns out that Nakahara has a lot of, like, familiar familial problems and there's this whole ass dark backstory and you know sick you know relatives and and financial issues and mm -hmm. and abuse in the home and it's actually really dark and it's such a like if you compare it to for instance tyrant which is you know a comedy uh mm -hmm. this one is so dark but it's so beautiful and it's so like the drawings are exquisite and the story like really you know, it really makes you feel things. And I use this. This is my gateway drug, okay? Mm -hmm. Whenever whenever I've gotten my friends into BL, I've done it with this series. Like, I'm just like, That's yeah, amazing. This. And they all love it. Like, I have straight male friends who are not into BL, and mm -hmm. they have all read and loved Little, little Butterfly. So this is, the, <laughs> this is the gateway drug. This is how I get it. You know what? Into. I did read Little Butterfly, like, a thousand years ago when I was in high school. Uh, yeah. back when borders bookstore was a thing uh pour one out for us american fans um and that's actually interesting because i never would have thought of it as a gateway series it actually might be another cool episode to do is like you know an intro to bl because i know like that was one issue that a lot of american fans had is that um 
especially because there is an understanding of BL and Yaoi as porn. There's not really an understanding of it as like as that for a lot of American fans. So we would just like throw this shit at people and it would really turn them off and like, you know, come to find out that's a whole ass crime. We didn't know it was a crime back in the day. Don't throw porn at people. Uh, but it just didn't connect to Yeah. Yeah. But like that just, it didn't connect to us that way. Mm -hmm. It was just th this dumb thing that we liked. So that might be a good episode as well as like an intro to BL for those of you who are BL curious. Um, and hopefully it's just yeah. not, a, it's not just a phase. Um, Why would anyone listen to us if they're just BL curious? Like, here you are, like, porn shoved in the face, but in episode 15, we're going to introduce you <laughs> to BL. We're just going to- I mean, for other way. people, for the, for the food, for the food oh, evangelists out there, there's going to yeah. be another t-shirt that I designed. For the oh, fusion yeah. evangelists out there, uh, I, one. I will make one. Uh, yeah. Next on my list, if you've listened to the show or if you listen to me at any point in time or if you hung out on our Discord, uh, Twittering Birds Never Fly by Yokonada. <laughs> Hello, my Yakuza's. Yes. Uh, I absolutely love this series. I think it's honestly one of the best modern BL that's come out. Um, I've never been hooked on a series so immediately. Uh, but I mean, Yoni Dapur is amazing. Yes, she's fantastic. Everything she does is fantastic. But Twittering yeah. Birds, like from line one, just had me hooked. Um, Twittering Birds is about a very, very, very terrible man named Yashiro. <laughs> this is how you get me. This is how you hook me. Uh <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's about an absolute like garbage man named Yashiro. <laughs> Who smokes approximately five thousand cigarettes in one day? Does he remind you of someone else you love? He. <laughs> I've never put that together, and I really <laughs> hate you for that. I've literally never put that together until this moment, and I'm I think sorry. I hate you. Oh my god! <laughs> I've never, I've never put that together. Oh my god! Ah. While I repeat my entire psyche. Yes, it is Yakuza Yuki Ari. Oh my god. Okay, but that that's hot. That is okay. He's very hot. Uh he's he's, he's bottom Yakuza Yuki Ari. You know, I've actually confession time, since I just ruined yes. your life, I'm just gonna confess yes. that I actually have not read it. Because okay, because. and because, because. I I really hate reading things when they're ongoing. Like I like to just oh. wait until they're done so I can get the full scope. And, like, yeah. Okay. I can say yeah. like now the, because I'm in ongoing hell and I've been trying yeah. to do my due diligence of not pirating because I am, uh, I think we both are old pirates. Uh, so I mean, been, we're old. So <laughs> yeah, we're, there really was no other option than piracy yeah. back in the old days. Uh, we're both old pirates. So I'm really trying my best to do this legally, but uh, June, I know you're not listening. Y'all's update schedule has been fucked. But it's like, you know, they're actually, you know, because now I think volume five went up. Yeah, volume five did pulls out, but I wanted physical. I want to touch the thing. Yeah, because I feel like they're actually being quite fast now, but between volume yeah. one and volume two, 
Like that was and the majority, just, right? Yeah, and even just between like three and four. Yeah, and I was like, for some reason, I thought it was going to be three volumes. So I was like, okay, no. fine. And then they're like, no. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm not going to read this. I'm not I have up to, I have volume seven in Japanese because it yeah. came with the DVD of Don't Stay Gold, which is like one of the prequels. Yeah, because um, I watched I watch the movies. The movie's uh, so good. The movie's so good. I'm still very upset with you that you just made me connect Yashiro to Yukiri because it's actually going to come up again in another character. And now I'm looking at every single character I love and I'm realizing they're all just life. I'm so upset. Like, I've never, I've always had Yashiro in this little box and I've loved him and I connected to him instantly and I never put it together. That he's just bottom Yakuza Airy. Oops. I I'm just over here, like, you know, praying internally, like, Murakami Sensei, can we please have a Yakuza Dojin? Like, I no. will bring it down. I mean, what is Toma uh, doing? Is that not. Okay, but that's different because, you know, and we will deal with this at some point because you know how I feel about Toma. Okay? I think he's brilliant. Don't talk shit about I, my tiny little tyrant. I punch him in the face don't talk bad about my tiny little tyrant he's perfect and keep, i love him yeah you can keep him and then i will he's great yeah, like, yeah. yeah I, I love him more than anything fucking fight me oh <laughs> i love him more than anything I will. he's I will. he's an impeccable dresser he's never done anything wrong in his entire life oh he's made, oh, no, 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 he's no. made only excellent choices when it comes to the care of yuki Airy. He's he's a wonderful, wonderful. He's a loving, man. devoted husband. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's the, the perfect man. Shut up. And just wait. Uh, he's gonna be a perfect father. <laughs> Sorry. <you didn't... laughs> no. Oh, this is going well. <laughs> but, um, I love Twitting Birds Never Fly. Uh, the anime is out. Uh, there's actually gonna be a trilogy, so I'm super excited for the rest of them. I have issues with the movie a little bit. Uh, most of it's pacing. Uh, so you said that you saw the movie, right? Yeah. Okay. So I definitely do encourage you to read the manga when you can, because the I movie will. has a big them. yeah. I the the movie has a huge pacing problem because the movie makes it sound like all of this happens over like a couple of days. Hmm. But like in manga time, this is like months. So it feels like all of this shit is just very abrupt, abrupt, abrupt. Mm. Like everything is happening one after the other, and it's not like yeah. And I, I think, think where yes, no, because that's why I wanted to see the film first. Because you know, yeah. with manga, it's typically if you do it the other way around, you're gonna be disappointed. Mm -hmm. If you go into mm -hmm. it watching the animated series or film first, then okay, this mm -hmm. is cool. I want more, and then you go to the manga, and then you're not, you know, it's just extra. But going the other way often disappoints you. So. I mean, I wasn't totally disappointed. Like, I still think it's great. I still think that they mm. did as best that they could with a character as vulgar as Yashiro. Like, there was definitely some padding of some of his dialogue because he is a literal fucking trash fire. Uh, they tried to keep him as vulgar as they could, but there were definitely a lot of things that left on the cutting room floor. I mean, they... I mean, realistically, we should probably do another episode on censorship. There's a lot of things left on the cutting room floor when it comes to BL in general. Like, we're not going to talk about the gravitation ages issue because originally there was supposed to be a much larger age gap between Ari and Suichi. We will get, we, yeah, gravitation episode. 
Gravitation episode's <laughs> happening. Every episode is going to be a gravi gravitation episode, okay? I just can't. Yes. Yeah. So you have a couple on here that I think are very, very telling about you. Do you want to go into... My number three? Yes. Okay, the thing is, I mm. had to... I redid this list like three times, okay? Because I was like, yes. okay, am I going to do like current favorites or am I going to do series that I keep coming back to? And I ended yes. up doing, obviously, because the series you keep coming back to, those are your favorites. And so yeah. number three is a little untraditional in, in that sense. It is mm -hmm. uh, a manga, a Chinese um, manga or webcomic called mm -hmm. 19 Days. Yes. And if I try to explain what 19 Days is about, I can't i <laughs> i don't know have you read it no I, oh my god okay because it doesn't 19 days okay i have been i have spent the last 24 hours rereading it and mm -hmm. i am like i don't even okay <laughs> because it's like it started in 2014 and first of all yes. i cannot believe i have been you know following this thing since 2014 and it's like this it starts out as this kind of like, mm -hmm. you know, it's like a couple of frames of just like yeah. simple gags. It's like a gag manga. And it's like really, it's like really cute. There's this guy, I had to rehearse how to say their names because I don't speak Chinese. Okay. <laughs> but there's this guy called uh, Sang Yi and mm -hmm. his best friend, uh, Zhang Shishi. And mm -hmm. so he's completely head over heels with his best friend and you know there's all this banter and all of this kind of like will they or won't mm -hmm. they and there's this massive you know but it's just gags you know it's just ridiculous things that mm -hmm. he does to get his best friend's attention and then eventually we are introduced to another couple mm -hmm. uh who is uh Hetian, who is this rich guy kind of like tyrant mm -hmm. type in their school who's actually kind of sweet and then there's uh little more who is another one of these like social outcasts and these mm -hmm. are kind of they form like a very strange friends friends group who are just like yelling at each other all the time and like doing all of this ridiculous stuff and it's so so funny yeah for years it's just been like a gag thing and then all of a sudden the creator went out of her way to just like oh now now it's like a gangster comedy and there are these gangsters coming in and like kidnapping people and beating them up and crushing your heart and i'm like i don't know what's happening anymore and it's hurting me <laughs> and i love it so much you don't understand isn't that just bl in a nutshell it's like i don't know what's happening anymore and it's hurting me. i have no idea what's going on and it's you know and and again you know we, we talked about uh we talked about piracy because obviously this one mm -hmm. is tricky because it is chinese and you know mm -hmm. it it, there are translations of the older the older chapters or i don't like there's like one page is a chapter so it's kind of it's a little confusing but mm -hmm. so there are scanlations and obviously you know we don't support scanlations so but the creator actually now she puts up uh the new episodes on her instagram and on her twitter so mm -hmm. you can follow it you know and she'll just you know like she backhanded me on friday you know she comes out of nowhere posts two horrible episodes and then leaves us and we're like okay i also I love that you said she backhanded you like just you personally no one else was reading yeah. this just no, you this was, <laughs> this was me and my entire twitter feed who were all you know it was just people screaming in unison about how horrible this series is and i love it and it's like it doesn't it 
it does have a plot, but we don't really know what it is yet. Yeah, and it's been That's you know fair. years, and it's That's so fair. funny. I really love it. It's really really great. I do recommend. I'm glad. All right, uh, let's see. We're going to do the one that's a hangover from the old series for me, which is uh, Antique Bakery. Oh. By Fumi Yoshinaga. Uh, it's about cake and trauma. It really is. You know, again, it, another one that I haven't read because I don't I don't know if it was published here, but I never got my hands on it. Uh -huh. uh, I've seen the film and the the live action film no and it really is cake and trauma uh definitely watch the anime just just watch the anime you don't necessarily yeah. need the manga the anime is a pretty good uh translation there's not many things that are left on the cutting room floor just watch the anime just i, I will send you I a will. copy of I, the anime yeah. i will you. totally i will totally legally send you a copy of the anime cough I oh my god! I'll have to prepare myself. I feel like it's I just, have it somewhere. I just never. It's just cake and trauma. Uh, it's the story of uh, Keisuke or Keiichiro Tachibana, depending on which translation you get. Uh, the series actually waffles between both. Yeah, so Tachibana is still his last name, but different translations will have it as either Keisuke or Keiichiro. Uh, That's interesting. Right, because it was not the same name. I've always known it as Keisuke, uh, where he is a uh, older gentleman who decides to open up a cake shop for reasons. And he ends up hiring... <laughs> I cannot spoil reasons. For reasons. He ends I up hiring yeah. his uh, former classmate, Yusuke Ono, who is the literal... Uh, manifestation of every problematic gay trope that has ever existed. He is a predatory gay. When American Christian men talk about predatory gay men, they're talking about Yusuke Ono. Uh, that they're just like lurking out in the shadows. They're, they're after you. Um, who in high school confessed that he loved Tachibana and Tachibana called him a fucking slur. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Yeah. And Tachibana calls him a fucking slur. And it's like, it's okay, we're still going to work together. And then uh, Ono decides that he no longer has a boner for Tachibana, but has a boner for Tachibana's valet, Chikage. And then they hire a orphan waif named Eiji, who is voiced by Seki Tomokazu. walk back into a bar together uh so and then they hire this young orphan waif named Asia, and they all make cakes together and have trauma and i really yeah. like it uh tachibana goes into the bucket of characters that i identified with way too quickly i do not think he's anything like yuki eri uh and if you tell me otherwise i'm going to say that you're a liar even though you're right i'm very upset with you <laughs> I am now going I'm, to be on the deepest, darkest rabbit hole because I'm, I'm starting gonna, to realize. I'm not going to say anything. I just want to point out that, that Yuki's favorite food is strawberry shortcake. And that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Tachibana doesn't like cake. He has no sweet tooth. Okay, good. See? See? You're in the clear. You're good. I'm, I'm actually really not. Okay. <laughs> all, of my, all of the characters I love are just airy in different wigs. Oh, no. 
they're all just airy in different wigs. Oh my god. Okay. Uh, I really like it. It's definitely it's darker than a lot of people expect. Like everyone's like, oh, it's just a happy yeah. cake manga. It's not. Uh, but also like I really loved this manga. Like this is a reprint of it. But like the earlier versions of the manga, they were scratch and sniff, and they smelled like the oh. cake that was on. The, oh yeah, I remember. Like it was the dumbest gimmick, uh, but I absolutely loved it. Fumi Yoshinaga does some amazing anatomy. She does have some same face syndrome, uh, which is why I say watch the anime, because she does get some very severe same face syndrome. If you read a lot of uh, if you read a lot of like Yoshinaga like in a day, or if you're like any of her anthologies, all of her characters start to blend together. Her and Maki Murakami have that a little bit. Actually, I think most of the people on this list have that problem of a little bit like face syndrome. Mm. Which I think is alleviated by watching anime because then you have different hair colors and stuff like that. Yeah, and, and the voices, you know. And the voices. Yeah. But like, oh my god, uh, Koyoneda, like, Knights, like, some of her other stuff, like, that's just Domeki. Like, it's fine because Domeki's hot, but like, that's just Domeki in different clothes. Um, but yeah, Antique Bakery, I definitely cannot recommend it enough. I think it's amazing. I've cosplayed as Tachibana before. You cosplay everybody. You're like over here just like flexing. I cosplay. I cosplay <laughs> bad men. Because you like Batman. Because okay. I am a bad. Because I am a bad man. But you know, I actually, I actually feel so cheated because I think one of the, like because I, I I swear I have Antique Bakery on a like on a disc somewhere. But yes. it's like I think I never watched it because I didn't know it was gay. It's and I very feel, gay. Well, I feel you, so yes. Because I think you mentioned the movie. The movie completely removes the gay. It's very gay. Yeah, the film was gay, but not like I don't no, know. I can't remember. How and honestly, Yoshinaga is a lot like Murakami, where like she'll do doujins where it's like I just wanted these characters to fuck. It's like oh yeah. okay. Like she's she also does, very self-deprecating and stuff. But she does. She does. Uh, what did you eat yesterday? Right? Or am I? She did. Yeah. And she also does yeah. Oku. I, I really love what did you eat yesterday. Well, Everyone but, but, does. Yeah, but the the same face syndrome is strong in that one. I'm like, yeah, yeah. All of the it's, side characters. I'm like, have I seen you? I right. Are you just the main character in different clothes? Yeah, I mean, she's <laughs> she's great. Uh, I like what did you eat yesterday. It's definitely not my favorite. Uh, I think it's because I got spoiled by Antique Bakery. So I think when mm-hmm. you watch Antique Bakery. I think you'll understand that if you go from that to what did you eat yesterday, yeah, it's a yeah, little bit of a softball. I'm I pretty think, sure if that was my introduction, I'd love it more. I think that for me, because I've seen, I've heard at least that she doesn't actually consider uh, what did you eat to be a BL. That is just, mm-hmm. it's more of a food manga. But what yes. I, what what really got me into it, like I, I was reading it because I, you know, we have one chain of comic book stores in Norway, mm-hmm. okay? And mm-hmm. they have like the first 10 volumes on sale they were like a dollar so i was like i'm getting these <laughs> and then i bought them and at first i thought it was kind of you know because there is no i mean let's face it you know while i love bl for a lot of reasons i want mm-hmm. the spice and it doesn't have any scenes like that it just mm-hmm. it's just domestic and like sweet but but what mm-hmm. I, what really got me in the end is you know they have this friend couple who where you know the one guy they keep calling him gilbert which is you know the the reference to Kazuto Kinuta. And I love that because the scenes with him are always so funny. He's so spoiled 
and mm-hmm. he's so, and, and you know and it just goes straight to my BL history heart and I'm like I love this and I think that's why I love it so much oh not yeah so much I, other stuff but I mean oh yeah definitely not it. saying it's bad like there is no, no part no, of me no. saying that it's bad I definitely um, I definitely feel you yeah because I nothing, think you'll really see bakery I do yeah I, I I think I will you know I like trauma which is why you know the which next is why we get along so well yeah and also leads in perfectly to your last which i'm (laughs) i wanted to be shocked and then i remembered who you are and i I was no longer (laughs) like i wanted to be shocked i really did like there was a brief tantalizing moment where i was shocked and then i remembered the the true gremlin that i picked up on the side of the road I have never heard a more accurate description of myself. <laughs> no, but okay, but I call myself a gremlin on a daily basis. So you're actually, yes. Because my number five, we are at five, right? Yeah. No, yes. I, that's why I've been I've been doing a little strike through on the dock. It's so banana yes, uh... Because I like to suffer. And it, <laughs> and the thing about banana fish for me is it's been like this thing that has mm-hmm. been in the back of my life for the majority mm-hmm. of my career as a BL person mm-hmm. but I didn't read it until a couple of years ago so when mm-hmm. the animation came out again Mappa Mappa coming on the scene and being like hello hello this series is the oldest time we're gonna and make an anime and it's gonna destroy a whole new generation of people and all the people who've been doing this for a while yeah and it's gonna be beautiful and it's mm-hmm. gonna be awful And so I watched the series and then I was desperate to read the manga. So, you know, and, you know, Mm -hmm. there were some volumes that were out of print. There was a whole ordeal and I got them and Mm -hmm. I read them and Mm -hmm. I cried like, like, seriously, banana fish. What the hell? I mean, (laughs) so it's, it's relatively new. You know, I had it because the thing is, do we need to introduce banana fish? Like, I feel like. Uh, I think we need to softly introduce banana fish. Yeah. So banana fish formally uh isn't a bl it is yes. a shoujo which of course you know disclaimer bl grew out of shoujo as a subgenre you mm-hmm. know first you know first being part of shoujo then becoming a subgenre so mm-hmm. so while it formally is not a bl it mm-hmm. it's kind of gay and it, kind of? it yeah okay very gay okay but thank you it, so it's so it's this and it has all of these like i'm not going to do this but it has all of these tropes that mm-hmm. that were particularly central to early BL and like these very very specific um mm-hmm. tools that 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 Yoshida has used to, to kind of establish her characters mm-hmm. and, and everything so so you know it is a BL it's just in a shoujo packaging and when mm-hmm. you think of shoujo you think of you know bubbles and high school romances and bishonen and then you get banana fish which is you know gang wars and drug wars and Mm -hmm. psychological abuse and you know ash living on the streets of new york trying to figure out uh what banana fish is because it's 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 this drug that that has essentially you know been used as a weapon and then uh ruined the life 
mm-hmm. his brother. And there's all of this horrible, horrible backstory. And then he's mm-hmm. introduced to Eiji, who is this absolute cinnamon roll from Japan, who, who's just coming in, you know, to take photos, to learn, you know, to accompany his uncle or whatever, who's a photographer. And then mm-hmm. it's pulled into this dark underworld. And then Ash, you know, kind of opens up to Eiji mm-hmm. in a way that it is so romantic and it is so fucking awful uh, <laughs> and so when i you know you you watch and the thing is you know when you when you haven't read it because i know a lot of people our age you know they read it mm-hmm. in the late 90s in the early 2000s um i'd only heard about it and i'd mm-hmm. heard that it was bad like painful bad but nothing could have prepared me for how horrible this series actually was like you know yeah that's a that's a pretty good uh way to describe it yeah. also here's yours blatant yuki airy in random series what <laughs> what ash is obviously just i know i actually just, did say that in just, my gravitation thing just yes. blatant blatant it's, fucking yuki airy in a series but, but but it's like yeah but it's like it's like uh, i think you know when i watched this when i watched the series you know and mm-hmm. i i don't know why i thought that somehow it wouldn't be as horrible as it was but that scene with shorter mm-hmm. that destroyed me i was like i didn't think it would be and that wasn't even far into the series i'm like well this yeah. is going this is yeah, I yeah. feel like a, I, that was actually something that I, okay, I'm a sadist, fun fact, if you can't tell no, by my everything. Are you uh, kidding? I know, very subtle. Uh, I got off on that so hard as watching these new children watch Banana Fish and just get destroyed. Oh I got the biggest fucking boner off of that. That was beautiful. That was, yes, I established. Yes. Okay. Have you read any of my fan fiction? I am a monster. Oh, but yeah, that was, oh my God. That was, that was the most delicious ambrosia for me is just watching all these like new children who were like, this is going to be fun. And then just like vague, sad Fujin screaming in the background. Yeah, it was really was something. But then, you know, when I read, um, when I read the manga, I was really impressed by, because obviously when they did, Mm -hmm. um, when they did the series, you know, they brushed it up a little bit, you know, the, the, mm-hmm. the drawing style is different and, you know, they set it to the contemporary time. So they have, you know, iPhones and everything. Mm-hmm. But what really, really blew my mind is that they have somehow managed in only, I think it's 24 episodes to sort of, they, it's almost like frame by frame adaptation into the animation. It is so well adapted from the manga. It's wild. Mm-hmm. It is so, so good. Which was true. also why the manga was so horrible because I was essentially just re, <laughs> re reliving the trauma again. I'm like, oh, there's there's no difference. I'm okay. I'm just, but it's so good. And I, you know, I'm new to this. I'm new to banana fish compared to a lot of mm-hmm. others. But it just mm-hmm. instantly, mm-hmm. you know, punched me so hard that it instantly mm-hmm. became a favorite because I like to suffer. Yeah, I mean, that happens sometimes, which, uh, speaking of suffering, leads us neatly into my last, which is uh, Lies or a Gentleman's Manners. Oh, I, I don't think uh, I By Mara Tomatsuo. I love Lies or Gentleman's Manners. Um, it's basically about uh, essentially another Yuki Eri. Uh, Dr. Paul Haskins is a professor at, uh, it's one of the fancy universities in Yankee territory. And 
he has a student named Jonathan, and they're in a very, very uh, impassioned affair. It's a lot of, like, very toxic affair stuff. It's very messy and dramatic, but it's also very funny. It's actually set in the U.S. All the characters, or most of the characters are American. Um, mm. So it was actually a really, really interesting read as a yaoi manga, and uh, Dr. Haskins is great. Uh, he made me interested in polo. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he got he got me to care about polo for like a good solid Bial, several pages. Bial introduces you to a lot of things. Yeah, like that one summer that everyone inexplicably cared about ice skating. Yeah. I'm I not going to say anything, okay? Because I'm a devoted figure skating nerd in my actual life. Yeah. I, okay, I was a figure skating nerd and then Yuri on Ice ruined it. <laughs> I love Yuri on Ice, though, but yeah, we've had that. I think it's perfectly serviceable. It Actually, for your 50th place on the bingo card, uh, when everyone kept saying, like, oh, it's the first series to do this, this, and this, I'm like, it's Gravitation with Ice Skates. But it's, it's Gravitation with Ice Skates, but, but less problematic. <laughs> I, yeah, but but I, yeah, I, I really enjoy it for... It's not yeah, bad. It's not bad. I'm... I'm a whore for Muffa, okay? Leave me alone. Yeah, you, I just wanna... yeah, not yet a sponsor, but give us some money next time. Um, yeah, like, I, I, how many times have I mentioned them in right. this hour? Like, give me just, money. Just fucking shilling. But <laughs> yeah, like, Lizard Gilman's Manners is really, really good. Um, if you like affairs and drama and, like, upper-class people being terrible and, like, sugar daddy vibes and stuff like that. I really like it. I like dramatic, messy series. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and yeah, Dr. Haskins is just airy. Fuck. I'm going to have to go through my shelf because I swear I have that one on my shelf. I just There's don't... supposed to be a fabled volume two that we've never gotten. I also, yeah. I've, I did a, I did the bad, dumb thing of being an American and looking at like the backs of these mangas because I haven't in a while. And I love that Twittering Birds is 18 plus. Maiden Rose is 18 plus. Gravitation is 16 plus because there's technically no sex in EX, but this is 16 plus, and there's a lot of sex in Lizer Gentleman's Manners. Oh, that's the angle you need. Thank you, Ring Light, you piece of shit. Sorry. <laughs> that's the angle you wanted, you bitch. And then this is 16 plus, which makes sense because there's no explicit sex. There's a lot of talk about sex. There's so, a whole lot. Yeah. Let's talk about ratings in another episode because none of this shit makes sense. I just knocked over my phone with the power of BL. <laughs> it happens. It, it happens sometimes. So I've had a wonderful time going over our top five series. We hope that you guys yeah. did as well. Uh, again, I think that there's no better way to really get to know your hosts than to go through what's sort of on their yaoi shelves. Um, Obviously, these are not the only series that are on our shelves. Uh, I'll probably see if I can rope Corolla into taking a picture of her shelving. Uh, you'll definitely notice some patterns on mine, where there is an entire <laughs> shelf of My Hero Academia villain zines next to Twittering Birds Never Fly stuff. <laughs> Why I the villains? Yes. I can, I, can, I, can, I can send you shelfies, but my shelves are so ugly. No, I'm sure There's that they're no great. They are full, and we are having a problem. My first yaoi shelf is full. The second one is getting there. Um, 
but I thought there was no better way to reintroduce us as a show and as hosts by doing this. Uh, Once again, I am so glad to have Corolla by my side. Uh, This wasn't the aggressive uh, jerk-off session that I was expecting it to be, mostly just because I am still in continued awe and um, gratitude that she accepted my offer in the most fucking adorable UK way humanly possible, in which... um, in which you have the audacity to tell me after I followed up on you needing equip- equipment, saying, well, we are going to do a podcast together, aren't we? <laughs> you goddamn gremlin. My, my gremlin. My, my gremlin. Congratulations. Congratulations. You've been given one Fujin gremlin. One Fujin gremlin who, you know, takes five freaking days to reply and is fueled by pure caffeine. Yeah, I saw the Red Bull. I'm not allowed to have Red Bull anymore after I nearly overdosed. Uh, Listen, you know seven cans? Yes. That's a lot. I'm aware. Yes, I know. This is the smaller one. Not sponsored, by the way. Not not sponsored. Oh, no one cares about that here. This (laughs) This is from the container store. It looks like a vintage bottle. Because I am in aesthetic mood. I also have next to it a journal that says college educated evil feminist slut agenda. Ooh. That's yeah. juicy. Yeah, it is. That is nice. Yeah. I uh, oh, hello. No, wait, there it is. I just wanna highlight <laughs> my 10 count pillow. It's fucking it's okay. And then why, when you turn it around. Why do they look so cute? Oh, I was say, why does it look so cute? Never mind. You goddamn deviant. I thought it was nice to have it there for the yeah uh, that was that was good set dressing i'm very proud of you um because i decided to uh bring corolla on the show in september that means we get to do halloween together which i'm super excited about uh yeah in which which we're going to talk about psycho psychological abuse and psychological horror in bl i feel like this whole list was like a yes. really good segue into that. <laughs> yes, I agree. Like there is a shocking amount of psychological stuff like in a lot of the series that we brought up. So uh we're going to be going over it as a trope and as a thing that's kind of problematic but also why the fuck do we keep reading it? I mean, that's you know that last one really valid question because I'm like as I am listing my favorites over here. I'm yeah. like Right, same. It's why? like this hurt <laughs> Like, this hurts me every time. Why do I keep reading this? Um, why am I addicted to suffering? Why am I addicted to... S- the the subheading of our show. But um, thank yes. you guys. So, thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, you can support us monetarily over at anchor.fm slash Shelf. Your monetary support is not necessary, but it greatly helps us. If you'd like to sponsor an episode or work with us via ad partnerships, you can do so at the Shelf at gmail.com. One of us will answer your email or you can follow us at Twitter at the Shelf. And we also have a Discord that we will link below in ye old show notes. Uh, Corolla, do you have any parting words for the listeners on your first episode? Thank you for being uh done with me <laughs> no but um yeah i i don't you know this is my first time doing a podcast and i'm really excited to be here and yeah i hope that we will have many fun shows in the future i'm so glad to be taking your cherry yeah it was about time no <laughs> final, right finally you've done everything else but the thing so yeah 
so now we're here no i'm very excited i am very very honored again that you asked me that you wanted me to be on uh it's like a massive it feels like a massive trust you know that you would ask i don't know it's well no i mean it really was i mean again i didn't really want to talk about the situation that happened but i was really worried asking someone else and it's like out of all the people that i know that i can trust i knew it'd be you so I'm glad to have you by my side as, uh, I mean, if we can survive what Casa Khan did, we can survive anything. <laughs> thank we can... you, Casa Khan, for bringing us together. I yes, mean... thank you, Casa Khan, for bringing us together. Like the sheet of music that Suichi lost in the wind that led him into Yuki Eri. That's what Casa Khan was. <laughs> That's what Casa Khan was for us. Uh, so we'll see you guys in a week. For our live stream where we get to meet more yeah. of Corolla and talk more about stuff and just hang out. And um, we'll see you guys next month for a full episode. Uh, Yay! Stay safe out there. See you next episode. Bye, guys. Bye!